My boss bribed my coworker to say that I acted in an inappropriate way involving adult misconduct in order to get me fired. So I plotted the most meticulous, insane revenge to strike back in the three ways that would destroy her the most. Her career, her marriage, and her relationship with her kids. Here's what I did to pull off this cataclysmic revenge. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell to turn on notifications. This all happened five or so years ago while I was working for a proprietary trading firm. The company is a multinational and it opened a new office in my city a couple years before I joined them. For those don't know, most prop shops, as I understood it, have a very high turnover rate. Just toss everyone in and keep those who stick. The company I work for recruited every three months. It had space for about 120 traders, but the office was never full. Out of the 20 or so who are hired every quarter, only about five managed to make it beyond the three-month internship period. And of those, only one, or sometimes none at all, made it past the additional three-month probation period. The company was operating in my city for two years before I joined, and there were only about four people who I would have called permanent. Everyone else, about another 10, was either on their internship or on probation. So that brings us to chapter one, the setup. I and about 25 others were recruited straight out of university. The internship period paid really well for a first job, about twice as much as any other entry-level position in other financial institutions, plus bonuses once we went live, regardless of whether one is on internship, probation, or permanent. And I was really excited. I first came across my boss, a really decent Indian guy, at an industry day held at our university. That was where they administered the IQ test and I passed. The office, similar to other mid-sized corporations, had a pretty flat management structure. Us traders were at the lowest level, the HR slash ops managers were above us, and the office managers were the head of the branch. The boss gave time off pretty much whenever you asked for it as long as the day's objectives were fulfilled. That was his policy. However, the HR slash operations manager was his opposite and then some. This lady was a grade A B. And I mean that Sincerely, let's call her Gabby. Chapter 2 the instigating event. I first met Gabby when I went to their offices for my final interview. I was registering at the front desk when she marched down from her office demanding some documents from the receptionist. The receptionist wanted to finish up with me first, but she was ordered off to file storage. Our exchange went like so. Sal, you're one of the new ones. Uh, yes, I'm really excited. Gabby said, don't be. You don't look like you'll make it. Why do you say that? Oh, come on, you're soft. I paused for a moment and then Gabby said, but I can put on a good word for you if you give me a little something, a bribe. Very funny, Gabby. Gabby said, I'm serious. Give me something and I'll make it very easy for you. Otherwise, I'll make sure you don't ever get into the interview in the first place. No. Stupid idiot. She said this right to my face and she kept her word. She made me sit in a hidden corner of the waiting room where no one would see me easily, but I could hear the conversations at the desk. The only reason why I got an interview is because apparently I had impressed the boss at our previous meeting that he came to see why my CV wasn't there. Gabby said that I hadn't sent it in. The receptionist stated that she had seen it somewhere. Then I walked up to the desk at the same time that the receptionist said, Here it is. It's in the 
trash. And everyone stared at Gabby. From that moment of humiliation onwards, Gabby had a raging hate member for me. You see, Gabby was a micromanager, more of a nano manager, really. She made us have to request access if we wanted to access sites other than those that were on her approved list. And for traders who gained information wherever we could find it, her list was woefully inadequate. She would call meetings at the most inopportune times, but only when the branch manager was not around. And in her lengthy meetings, you could never leave to check your positions. She had this annoying habit of taking my lunch. And when I confronted her about it, she essentially told me to bug off. That I could live with. I just started bringing in two sets of lunch and kept on doing the job that I loved. Gabby was married with two kids and she was pretty. I guess she liked the attention because she would have a stream of guys picking her up at the office for two hour lunches and when she would leave home some evenings, but not on Thursdays. Thursdays were the day when her husband would come pick her up towing their kids along. I think they went to have a family dinner or something. Chapter 3. The Mistakes Gabby Made Our manager left about two months after I joined. I think he returned to India to get married or something, but still stayed with the company. I wish them all the best. None of the other permanent traders had the experience that corporate required to take on a management role. You needed at least five years, so they had to shop around. In the meantime, Gabby became the de facto head of the branch despite the fact that her knowledge of the futures market was rudimentary at best. Her first mistake was when she delayed my promotion from internship to probation. I am an excellent trader and was easily top five in my group. Of the 26, she promoted the 20 that she liked, kept me and another guy in the internship and fired four. At around the same time, another recruitment drive would happen and another 20-ish interns were hired. I knew this was our beef rekindled and remixed. I was actually surprised she held on to it for so long. It was also pretty unusual since the last thing my former boss did before he left was to promote me from the simulator to a live trading account, but I kept my head down and continued learning, often going back to my former boss and the permanent employees to get advice. Another three months go by, and in the next evaluation, I was shocked that I was still not brought up to probation, despite the fact that all of the new recruits of the second group had been promoted and I was easily the best and the only only one trading live. I knew I was good at the job. The permanent guys all said so. The group I initially joined with was frequently asking me for advice. To their credit, a few of them were good, but most of them were still on the simulator. And as a rule, no one advanced to probation while still on the simulator. However, you could go live while on internship if you were good, which is what happened to me. So I was a live trader and making good money, but I was still on internship and passed over twice. I couldn't let go of that. I decided to talk to Gabby directly. Directly. I approached the senior guys and made my case, though I was careful not to put her in a bad light. They agreed to help me, and so they did. About a month after she passed me over the second time, she gave me my promotion and I was now on probation. At this time, she was still unsure of her power and was still afraid of the permanent traders. Those guys were like gods. Two months after my promotion, another evaluation and recruitment drive. I was not promoted. The group I started out with was now permanent despite having only two of them trading live. The group I was currently with on probation were all promoted to permanent status. The group behind me on internship was all promoted to probation and another group was hired. I let it go 
hoping she had got it out of her system. Sadly, she had not. Chapter 4. The mistakes Gabby made continued. Round 2. Three months go by. I'm trading live and I'm loving it, although I'm still on probation. An evaluation comes up again and I'm not promoted. Despite the fact that contract to contract, I was almost on a level with the permanent employees. The group behind me caught up to me and a batch of newbies were hired as interns. I could not let this go either. I approached the original four permanent employees who are now my very good buddies and planned to do the same thing as last time. Only this time, it didn't work. Gabby had grown into her sadistic power and flatly refused to even consider my promotion even after she was presented with evidence that I was worth it. Her argument was along the lines of, I'm the boss! I can do whatever the hell I But I wasn't having that. So I contacted my former boss for help. At the time, he had been promoted to head of operations Africa. He was actually quite surprised given my performance that I was still on probation. Needless to say, the order came down from high up and Gabby looked like she was pooping out pineapples as she handed my letter. And I thought that was the end of it. How wrong I was. On the next recruitment, she hired this girl. Let's call her Sue. Sue was an intelligent person all around, but she didn't have the emotional quotient to handle the market. Trading, as I was taught, requires two mental aspects, IQ and EQ. You can't improve IQ, but you can boost your EQ to deal with the numerous stresses that accompany the career. Sue had more than enough of the IQ part, but the EQ part not so much. No worries, you can work on that. And just to recap, the office now had about 70 employees. Of these, over 30 were permanent staff, me included, but only 11 of them were trading live. Another 20 or so were on probation, but only three were trading live. None of the interns were live. The office needed to stay profitable if it was to stay open, which means that the money that the 14 live traders were making paid the salaries of everyone in the office and the rent, the supplies, the health insurance, the pensions, etc. Needless to say, corporate was not seeing a lot of returns from our branch. And as I came to learn from my former boss, they were considering shutting down the branch and costing us our jobs. But I digress. Chapter 5, The Last Straw. The grade AB Gabby took advantage of an inconsolable and desperate Sue to try and get me for inappropriate adult harassment in the office. This is how it went down. Remember all those people still on the simulator? Well, they all came to the 11 of us for trading advice and we did what we could to help them. We divided the sim traders into groups and I was mentoring about four people. Sue was one of them. As any trader will tell you, the period before profitability is usually one of losses, unless you're really good, and is filled with stress and fear, hence the need for high EQ. It's normal and you get through it. Sue was going through a rough patch one evening. We were going over her trades. It was a bad trading day all around when she just burst out crying. I know how it feels. I had shed my own tears as well, so I comforted her the best I could. I held her hand and patted on her back awkwardly. To this day, I still don't know how to comfort someone until she quieted down. What I didn't know was that Gabby had seen us. As I came to learn later, she approached Sue the following day and made her an offer. Gabby would make sure Sue kept her job and would get her a lot of money if she stated that I had inappropriately harassed her in an adult manner. Sue took Gabby up on the offer and what followed was a nightmare. It started with a formal reprimand from corporate, a hearing in which I wasn't present to defend myself because Gabby, quote, 
forgot to send me the summons. Apparently, she lobbied quite viciously to get me fired. The only reason I was able to keep my job was that my former boss came to my defense. Despite his help, I lost my quarterly bonus, about 100,000 US dollars and half of my holdback, which is about $400,000. I also had to attend seminars, which essentially involved me watching the same film on inappropriate adult behavior in the workplace. It was three hours long each time until I stated in writing that I was the one that did this and it would go on my record. I knew that if that happened, Gabby would have the ammunition she needed to ruin my life forever. So every day I got into the office at seven in the morning. I watched the three hour film until 10. I refused to acknowledge it. Then I got to work. I left the office at 1120 in the evening, rinse and repeat for almost seven months. It was tiring, torturous, and Gabby never let me live it down. All of the people I had been mentoring were transferred the day after my reprimand. A day after that, Gabby informed me via letter that my clip size had been cut from 1,000 to 20 contracts. Yeah, I had to admit I was bloodied. I was down, but she didn't know that she should have ended me. Chapter 6, The Revenge. Step 1 to ruining Gabby's career. I started compiling everything that was happening to me in the office. It started when I realized that when I went out to lunch, someone would open my desk drawer and mess around with my notebook where I jotted down my trading ideas for the day. The only person who had a key, apart from me, was Gabby. Apparently, she had mastered my lunchtime routine for the entire 45-minute break and would open my locker when I was out smoking. She would then copy down my trading plans for the day and give them to Sue. I even saw them at it once, but they didn't see me. I documented it. I let it go on for a while so that I could establish a pattern via Sue's trades. I then approached two of the permanent traders who were closest to me and I told them my plan. Remember when I said almost no money was reaching corporate and that there were only 11 live traders? The situation had gotten worse. The office was now full, but we only had less than 15 live traders. Live trading could only be approved by head of operations, my former boss, and he was a strict one. Now imagine that my earning capacity had been cut by over 90%. My two friends agreed to my plan, and they slowed down their trading by around 50%. This essentially put the branch in the red, and three weeks later, we were told that the head of ops and other head honchos were coming down. The next phase involved getting Sue into a corner. Please a tear or two and revealing that I could prove that she had been stealing my work or enough to get a written statement from her that Gabby had orchestrated my whole inappropriate adult misconduct thing. Chapter 7. Step 2 of my revenge plan was to ruin Gabby's marriage. It only took a little investigation on my part to realize that all of those men who visited the office were actually Gabby's lovers. She would leave for two hour lunches, supposedly, with her phone turned off. I took advantage of one such period. Gabby left and I snuck into her office to find her Facebook profile open. Everyone knew she was always on there and it was a sore point because she had banned it for the rest of us minions. I got into her Facebook messenger and voila, explicit texts, private photos, and rants about her husband and his inadequacies. The six guys or so she had cheated with, all of it. I copy pasted the data into her private email, which she was logged into as well. Always clear your cache, you guys. And then I sent it to my private email, then deleted it from her sent folder. Now I had the ammo on my phone ready to send. Chapter 8. Step 3 of my revenge was to ruin Gabby's relationship with her kids. Now, I'll say right off the bat, I am not proud of this step. But in order to achieve justice, it wasn't enough just to send the information to her husband. So, I waited 
waited till Thursday when I knew he would be passing by the office with the kids. The pro-revenge god saw fit to bless me that day because it was the same day that the corporate head honchos were riding into town. So Thursday rolls around. I was at the office at 7am as usual with all my documentation for my appointment letter to the numerous rejected requests for promotion. I sat through the 3 hour long adult misconduct video. Yes, I was still doing that and I waited for my moments. The guys from corporate, my former boss included, arrived and went straight into a meeting with Gabby. I was quite certain that they would call me in to know why I had been attending adult misconduct awareness classes for almost a year and I was ready for them. I was called in after lunch at about 2pm. The question was asked and before I could answer, Gabby jumped on the bit like I knew she would. She went on a long rant about how I had been insubordinate and how I like to touch the female employees. I could tell from her grin that she thought that she was winning. And then I pulled out Sue's letter and the grin curdled on her face. Sue was hurriedly called in and she backed my story. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. She said that she was sorry. She was fired on the spot and told to go wait at the receptionist for her final check. I felt no sympathy. I was on a roll. Next, I pulled out my analysis of my trades and I told them how Gabby had been breaking into my locker and stealing my notes for Sue. Gabby denied it. Sue was called back in. She denied it. My former boss logged into the company network, pulled Sue's and my trading data. He compared the positions taken by both of us with my notes. He said it was true. Sue was fired again. They told me they would refund my confiscated bonus and hold back with an extra 50 grand. That was fine by me. The justice was enough. And then I spotted Gabby's husband heading into her office as usual with their two kids in tow. I pulled out my phone, grinned at her and said, your husband is here. She turned around and saw him. She excused herself for a minute to tell him to wait. My former boss said, Sure. And then I pressed send. Fast forwarding into the future because I'm sure you guys want to hear about what happened in the aftermath of it all. Gabby's husband absolutely lost his mind. Her office was glass walled and the rest was open plan so we could all hear what they were shouting about. He finally left with her kids in tow. Sorry little ones. Gabby followed him still shouting at him and then she saw us all standing around and the look on her face was priceless as she was wondering which aspect of her life to try and salvage. She let 
her husband go. But about an hour later, she had been fired. My favorite boss stayed behind since there was no one left. He stayed for a month training the lady who had been with the company the longest to take over as manager. She is easily the most brilliant mind I had ever met. Unfortunately, the branch was still struggling with so many employees who were not generating income and they had to shut it down. But they transferred all the performing employees to their other various branches in London. Two branches and in India, they had nine branches. So I guess no one undeservedly lost their jobs. I still stalk Gabby on Facebook. There have been a lot of, I'm single because I'm too awesome posts as of late. I almost feel sorry for her. But then I remember the three hour video she made me watch for a year straight and I stopped being foolish. From what I could see on LinkedIn, Sue bounced around from firm to firm until she found a position as a research analyst. My favorite boss is still at the firm. We talk from time to time. I took a break from trading for a while. After everything that went down, I needed a break so I didn't take them up on their offer to relocate to India. I went to work with a buddy of mine who has a consultancy firm. When I feel ready, I'll go back to the market. Market. For me, at least, there is no other job as challenging and as satisfying. So with everything you know now, was I the jerk? The first thing that was shocking in this entire story was that Gabby would orchestrate everything with Sue in order to make the false allegations that could really have ruined the OP's life forever if he didn't have a way to clearly prove that they weren't true. Luckily, even though Sue changed her mind later on and she seemed like she didn't want to play along, she did admit that that didn't happen, that it was all orchestrated by Gabby. Without that, this could have gone a whole lot worse because even with documentation for the other stuff, how do you prove that initial arrangement that Sue and Gabby had? I don't know if you could. Apparently, people found out that the OP was active on the men's rights subreddit and that upset a lot of people. In response to all of that, he said, it's true, I am active there. After I was falsely accused, of course, I went digging around the internet looking for answers. It made me think. And as far as false accusations are concerned, I fully support the MRA position. I'm not a ashamed of it. I'm not here to change your mind. And I definitely hope that you never have to go through what I went through. People have lost their lives because of stuff like that. It's not something to joke about. I just can't believe that he actually watched the same three hour long video every single day for a year and was able to not lose his mind in the process. Something like that seems like it would wear on you more than a lot of things because he had to get there at 7 a.m. and wasn't able to leave home until 1130. And in the end, Sue was just a pawn that was playing out exactly what Gabby intended her to do. Not only did she get fired once, she got fired again after they brought her back into the room and they found out the rest of the information. So if you're in this situation, let me know what you would do down below. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories in this series, use the playlist at the top of the description. And next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search for cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you use for copyright free music to use for your stream. It's free. Cream of the stream. Either way, thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you guys next time.